Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. to another phase of this war, one that is focused uh, in more precise ways on targeting the leadership and uh, on intelligence-driven operations that continues to deal with the, the ongoing threat that Hamas poses. The conditions and the timing for that was obviously a subject of conversation that I um, had with Prime Minister Netanyahu, with the War Cabinet, uh, with the leadership of the IDF, with the Defense Minister. And I think it's really important that those conversations take place first in a spirit of partnership. We're not here to tell anybody, you must do X, you must do Y. We're here to say, this is our perspective as your partner, as your friend. This is what we believe is the best way to achieve both your tactical and strategic goals. That's Jake Sullivan of the NSA saying it's not the job of the United States to tell Israel to do X or to do Y, but it seems very much so that the Biden administration, while Speaking uh, one way in these conversations are are very much trying to tell Israel how to do X and how to do Y. Meanwhile, back here, the NDAA has passed, and it passed by a huge number out of the House, 310 to 118, just like it passed with a huge number out of the Senate. The question is, no changes to Section 702, no conversation regarding abortion funding. Was this the win that Republicans were looking for when they made big changes to Speaker? Congressman Jim Banks joins me right now from the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. You were a yay vote on the NDAA. Talk to me about what you saw in this legislation that got your vote. Yeah, well, the defense bill, we pass it every year. I've, I've I'm on the committee. I'm the only member from Indiana on the House or the Senate Armed Services Committee. Uh, uh, The biggest pay raise for our troops in 20 years across the board, the modernization of our American military so that we have better, more sophisticated emerging technologies to fight and win wars against adversaries or enemies like like uh, like like the Chinese, like uh, Iran, North Korea, Russia, uh, the 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 the. The, the bigger threats that we face on the horizon. So that, that's why the, the also in the defense bill, Tony, a lot of really important provisions for Crane, which is a major military base in Indiana that is on the front lines of a lot of sophisticated emerging technologies and a lot of provisions that are important for our major defense employers in Indiana, like Rolls Royce and uh, up my way, uh, ultra electronics that make Sonobuies and Humvees and Elkhart and, a lot of we have we have we have tens of thousands of defense jobs in Indiana, and they're growing because of of programs that are a part of this bill. So, also on top of that, I, I led the fight on a lot of issues like banning critical race theory. This is the first bill that has ever been passed out of Congress that bans CRT from being pushed on our troops and kids on military bases. That's in the bill banning. Uh, Pride flags and non-American flags on military bases. Um, uh, uh, we dismantle the DEI, the 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 woke 
bureaucracy at the Pentagon because of an amendment that I passed in the bill that, that caps their pay at a very low amount. There are lots of lots of issues and other provisions that that always that that I don't agree with in this bill. But my my uh, my ultimately I voted for it, Tony, because the good outweighed the bad, and we need to support our military when the world is turned upside down and do what we can to project strength around the world. And that's what well, you won't. Does. You won't get me to disagree with taking uh, wokeness out of the military. The military should not be an agent of social change. But there's been a lot of talk about whether or not the military should pay for abortions. That still seems to be part of the legislation. One would argue, could argue, that the whole out, McCarthy out and Johnson in was uh, to be able to, to hold the line on issues like that. That issue did not have the line held. Uh, is there a reason? Yeah, this is an important issue to me too. And in the in the House, we we put a provision that blocked the abortion uh, pay. Now, the, the NDAA doesn't authorize paying for abortion. In the Hyde Amendment, it makes it illegal for the federal government to pay for abortion. So, I actually think what the what the Pentagon is doing is illegal to begin with. It isn't to pay for the abortion, but to pay for troops to travel to a state that allows abortion. I fully oppose that. We had a we had a strong amendment in the House bill. It was taken out in the Senate. And at the end of the day, this is a this is administration policy. So uh, the only thing we could do was was do what we can to block it. But with a two seat Republican majority, a Democrat Senate, Democrat president who allows that policy to exist, it's going to take a Republican president to reverse that policy. And I'm, I'm fighting every day to make sure that we get a Republican back in the White House next November. And let's take the other big one. Section 702 remains for another four months. This is a conversation of warrantless uh, eavesdropping searches, if you will, uh, on foreign nationals. But sometimes American citizens get caught up in this. This has been the conversation of whether or not there are enough protections. And it remains. How do you explain that to the to the libertarian minded who have seen the abuse of FISA and of Section 702 by this government and by what many call the deep state? Yeah, that, this was disappointing, and I, 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 I strongly disagreed with Speaker Johnson at the last minute agreeing with Chuck Schumer to put this extension into the defense, defense bill. It doesn't belong there. I wish it would, they would have kept it out. But at the end of the day, Tony, the, the current FISA authorization has been the law for five years. And five years ago, President Trump signed this current version of FISA into law. So f- five years, we're, we're extending it for four months so that Chairman Jim Jordan of the Judiciary Committee can pass a new long-term five-year uh, reform bill of FISA. So that, that's really important. That has to happen. Um, otherwise, if you allow FISA to lapse, remember what, what FISA does. FISA has been abused. It needs to be reformed. I uh, fully support reforming it. But, but if you allow it to lapse, you can't. Then, then, you, then you stop the authorities that we have to track terrorists who are coming over our southern border or terrorists abroad who are planning attacks on the United States of America or on our bases abroad. So there are parts of FISA that are very important that you can't allow to lapse. At the same time, the next four months buys Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, enough time to pass a long-term reform bill that would prevent prevent the abuses that we saw during the Trump administration. That, that, that's really important. That, that big vote will come in in four months when we have a chance to do that. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks from the Indiana 3rd uh, District, uh, candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. 
One of the big subjects in in the House has been uh, Ukraine and Ukraine funding and tying Ukraine funding to border funding. And of course, the Democrats are infuriated. And Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, says it's a a, a non-starter. But Speaker Johnson has been clear. The border has to be funded before there's a conversation about Ukraine. How is that coming along? Well, uh, this is an area where I give the speaker, the new speaker, high marks. I mean, he's he's put uh, uh, Schumer Democrats on notice. We're not going to pass any uh, aid aid bill for Ukraine until we secure the border. And we're not talking about just throwing more money at the border policies of the Biden administration that are allows, allowing 12,000 illegals to cross every single day. Yesterday, 12,000 illegals came across our border. We're talking about H.R. 2, a strong bill that the House passed early on that resumes construction of the border wall, requires nationwide e-verified, ends catch and release. That's the most important uh, uh, policy that that Trump stopped it. Biden allowed catch and release again. That's created the recipe for disaster at the border. More Border Patrol agents and then stopping these NGOs or nonprofits who, who are part of orchestrating and coordinating illegal immigration. So that H.R. 2 is a strong bill. There will be no no aid pack. I'm not going to vote for any aid package for Ukraine that doesn't include H.R. 2 or stronger border provisions. And that's that's the widespread widespread uh, position of House Republicans. So let me interrupt you really quickly, sir. Let me just jump in here because you talk about the NGOs the non-governmental organizations. And I know we're going to run late, but I'm good with that. Um, who are teaching people crossing the border how to break the law. We're seeing, we've been talking about it here for years. We're seeing actual physical evidence of it reported by Bill Malugan of Fox News and others. Describe what you mean. Yeah, I mean, these, uh, these, these charities, these nonprofits, I mean, they, they will go down and, and actually participate in the illegal crossing and then, then coordinate uh, where these illegals go from there and, and, and work with them all through the process. It's, it's insane that we allow that to happen, but the Biden administration actually promotes it and works with, with Catholic charities and other, other organizations that are a part of that process. We have to crack down on it. Again, the policies in the Trump administration deterred illegals from com- coming across the border. So that's why you had fewer crossings, because these types of activities weren't rewarded and coordinated and allowed to happen um, catch and release went away, and then the remaining illegals knew if they got caught, they were going to be sent back to Mexico. So that deterred them from crossing to begin with. And, and we got to go back to those policies. I'm not supporting any more money for Ukraine until we incorporate those type of tough uh, border policies that will secure our border and stop this madness and save our country. And that's where House Republicans, by and large, stand on this subject, while Schumer and the Democrats and some squishy Republicans in the Senate are talking about more aid for Ukraine, House Republicans remain resolved to, to block those provisions. And it's a conversation I'd like to get into further. We'll save it for another time. Before I let you go, Congressman, uh, the impeachment inquiry has been formalized. You have Hunter Biden giving this press conference in front of the Capitol, but not showing up for uh, the hearing where he was uh, subpoenaed. He's standing next to Congressman Eric Swalwell. Now there's a conversation whether or not Swalwell should be found uh, in in any type of of guilt for actually helping somebody avoid a congressional subpoena. Is impeachment of Joe Biden coming to a theater near you? I hope so. I I fully support it. I've supported it for a good reason for for a very long time. You had every single House Republican vote for 
the impeachment inquiry. You have a handful of House Republicans who aren't there yet on impeachment. And, Tony, when we go into the new year with Kevin McCarthy quitting, with another congressman quitting to go be president of a college in Ohio, um, with George Santos gone, um, you're, you've, we've dwindled this House Republican majority from, from a slim five-seat majority now to a one- or two-seat majority. So you, you do the math, and you, if there are a half a dozen Republicans who don't support impeachment yet, the votes aren't there. But, the, but those same Republicans did vote for the impeachment inquiry. So hopefully the investigations, the subpoenas, the, let the facts speak for themselves. I hope we get to a point where Democrats come around and realize that their hypocrisy and what they impeached uh, uh, Donald Trump for supposedly doing is exactly in broad daylight what Joe Biden has gotten away with. And uh, th- those same uh, Democrats should be put to the test to see if they will, they, will invo- or they will vote to impeach the most corrupt president in American history and Joe Biden. That's a statement right there. We'll talk more about it in the days of head. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for uh, Senate in the state of Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time.